welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we have a guest, a very good friend of ours. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself, um, just your name and kind of what you're involved in. Okay. Hey, I'm Layla. I am a PhD student at Berkeley where I study um, Palestinian dance and Israeli and U.S. art washing practices. And I also dance and I research. Um, I choreograph sometimes. I organize sometimes. I'm disorganized sometimes. And yeah, I think that's it. Cool. I do that stuff. Um, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Should we do one part at a time? Yeah. Well, do we want to start with your origin story? Um, Nadia and Layla, how did you first meet? Oh, Aww. yeah. We complained about the same people. We were at this event. Um, it's called From the Horse's Mouth. And it's like, it was for uh, Magda Saleh, who was an Egyptian ballerina. Like, they do like tribute performances where some people like tell stories about a person and then other people dance um so yeah we we were we were in the show um and they had a lot of swana they were basically trying to find swana dancers to participate in this performance and we were backstage and complaining about the same dance people oh complaining <laughs> yeah. is the most bonding complaining about the same yeah. thing is so bonding love it i think it was mark morris wasn't it it was Mark Morris, but then also Ohad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Complaints, love it. Oh, I love it. And then I met Layla through Nadia. Um, yeah, and then we did a piece together um, that we were on this podcast talking about it at Yellow on 2019. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was on Google. Um, like somebody was like, "You should Google your name," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I should try that." And there's like this link that's like happy Arab girls dancing and you click on it <laughs> and it's us. What the fuck? And it, no. it was like, I think it's in Chinese or something. I don't really know what language it was exactly, but it was like, yeah, it was, we, we wow. made it. <laughs> <laughs> We're national superstars over here. Yeah. And you two have been mistaken for each other. And so that's another, I feel like that's another example where you've basically combined into the same person. Where it's like, yeah, you we can just... only have one Arab dancer at a time. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why you had to leave. Thank God you left. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you went to California because you're filling yeah. California's void of the one Arab dancer. There are actually a couple. Well, nice. but. But I haven't been mistaken for them yet. I was going to ask. I mean, okay. uh, to to be, because we're on recording, I'm not saying there's no others in New York. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few. Y'all yeah. might be listening to the podcast. It's okay. We exist. Yeah. That literal. yeah, for the record, a lot of sarcasm will be in this conversation, yeah. probably. Um, <laughs> so, yeah how are yeah okay so you're doing a lot of stuff right now in california um so i guess do you want to talk about like dance and choreography first what kind of you've been working on what maybe spaces you've been involved in um whatever else makes sense that i don't know how to ask about yeah dance and choreography i mean honestly i've done so little choreography lately which is 
kind of a bummer. It's hard to get, I don't know. I feel like school keeps you so busy that there's no way that you can participate in other things. And then you kind of lose that. It's also tricky when you move to a new city because I don't feel like I have those same connections that I had in New York where things are just kind of like people email you and they need a choreographer for next week and you're free. So you take it. Um, that kind of thing doesn't exist in the Bay, or at least I'm not being invited <laughs> to. Uh, so no choreography lately. Yeah. What about dance? What about dance? Um, so shout out to Evie. We, we were taking a um, ballet class weekly and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get it? Do you um, want to get into why or, or was it just like, no, time? I mean, I, don't, I didn't, I didn't really quit. I, it's just the same time as um, my rehearsal, like for, I'm in this uh, Devke troupe called Al Jator and um, nice. it's at the same time. So I stopped oh, going okay. and, and she also stopped going. So, because really we only went if we were holding each other accountable. Because yeah. if one person dropped out, then both would drop out. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like podcast start. Listener, Evie's also my friend who's also going to Berkeley and does archaeology. Yeah. And I made them hang out together. <laughs> do you still hang um, out? Do you hang out in other contexts? We do. We went yeah. and watched. The World Cup recently. Yesterday we were supposed to hang out, but um, I was. What was I doing? I don't know. I think I was doing some organizing or something. Um, and she was tutoring the youths. Both good reasons. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about your Dub Kid group? Do I want to what? Talk about the Dub Kid group? Yeah. Yeah. We. Um, we have uh, a really great mission. This is actually a really nice thing that I've kind of just fell into. I've, I found it through um, Kusa, which has been featured on the podcast. Um, we were dancing there and that's how I found out about the true. And it's like politically really dope. We do um, performances that like really align with our, with our values, which are very, um, you know, like dance for resistance and politically informed. Um, we, we dance for a lot of Palestinian organizations and also like Lebanese, um, Syrian, Jordanian, you know, like we really just do things that are meant to um, like promote liberation and oppression, mm -hmm. um, which is nice. And it's also a really open space. It's not like super conservative or anything like that, which is not something that I found in, um, in other, you know, like the, the few encounters that I've had with troops in the past, they've been much more conservative and this one's really, yeah, uh, really yeah. great. That's awesome. Okay, so Sick. you've been in other Dabka groups before, like regularly? No, I mean like poorly, um, like is it, I don't know what constitutes a group, but we oh, weren't okay. organized enough, I don't think, to call ourselves a group. We were just like okay. people that sometimes showed up and sometimes didn't. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Wait, oh. is it is it the people who are like now doing the New York NYC dub kit classes? Have you been going to those? That was cool. Um, no, but I, I keep Alia and I keep like almost going to them. So you know, like Well they always have they always happen when I have orchestra, which sucks. Yeah, it's on Thursdays. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad that's happening. I also saw a troop just started in DC, which was exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nadia, you go. Can I talk about um what you're researching? Yeah, so um, 
I mean, I'm still in the beginning stages of my research, but I'm looking at a lot of like, I, I think I really am tracing how power operates in dance. Um, yeah. Not just like as a, I think we tend to focus it on like a specific oppressor oppressed, but there are also a lot of other dynamics that we don't acknowledge, um, which is something that I think is really unpopular to say in um, Palestinian academia, because I think relationality can sometimes be misconstrued as like sympathizing with Israelis or whatever, but instead it's recognizing that even within Palestinian liberation, um, decolonization isn't going to be like a single event. It's going to be something that like is consistently dealt with in terms of class, in terms of religion and race. Like there are a lot of moving elements in that. So um, I'm looking at how power operates um, with like specifically dance and diplomacy. I talk about that a lot where uh, basically like in the cold war kind of period, a bunch of modern dancers were sent to um, like the, the global South. And a lot of them were sent to the Middle East to like bring peace to the Middle East. And I, I genuinely, like they genuinely truly believe that they did it. Like they they did it. They brought peace to the Middle it's East. It's wild. I was listening to yeah. like a podcast with somebody who was like a Martha Graham dancer doing it during the state department tours. And like, she really thinks like, she was like, wow. And then we had lunch with these Bedouins and I thought, this is it. We are doing God's work. Yeah, it's US propaganda, but it's like artists aren't qualified to be diplomats. They're usually not trained in that. I mean, I don't even know what a diplomat is, but yeah, they're not trained in anything about that international relations. There's no such thing as a universal language being like, I'm going to bring modern dance and it's going to speak to every single person here. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty wild. And, and dance is really pretty arrogant about it. Like I get that we want to legitimize our field, but at the same time, it can't, we can't just be so out of touch that we truly think that we are bringing genuine change. We're, we're just washing over what's going on or oversimplifying something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not to say you can't do good stuff, but Martha Graham yeah. is going to the Middle East, isn't it? <laughs> or, or I don't know. It's like, you can go. So, I, I think it's, it's claiming it to do more than it is. It's not, sometimes it's not the thing itself. That's the issue. Um, like i don't know we've been talking about some of these like coexistence art projects it's like wow we have an israeli and a palestinian making a dance together or singing a song or dropping acid or whatever they're doing um and and then you can like replace it's like not even that specific so you can like replace the palestinian with like any arab or muslim and then replace the israeli with any jew and people still think it's like a peace project and anyway so like the, the problem isn't that people are creating a dance together right like if people genuinely want to create a dance together fine i think it's when you label it as a peace project it implies that the whole issue was that people like didn't have enough like empathy or joy and that's where it starts and ends and that's glossing over everything else yeah i mean there's so many factors involved in that just and like we, i think you and i were talking about this like um the israeli propaganda where it had like um like a muslim from india like yeah, like and it was like that's not even. <laughs> so you're, like, you're like wrong continent, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on. Or well, okay, 
Never mind. Not, Different part of the continent. Yeah. But, but <laughs> like, right in that like, way, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think that's another thing that is really weird to me in academia is like Asian studies and then they just don't know where to put us. Um because they're like you don't fit in, but also Asian Asia like Asia studies is not it's a whole goddamn fucking continent. And there are a lot of countries there. And it's usually code for just like we study China. But uh-huh. like Yeah. There's so many countries. How do you just like pretend like you're covering all of them? And also, how do you claim to be an expert yeah. in a whole continent? In and Asia. It's, the, it's the biggest continent in the world, too. <laughs> just to add like to maybe, maybe I could be like an expert on like the people of Antarctica. But yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And it's because there's one. <laughs> Like probably a few dozen at a time at, at most. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when people talk about art as like, I don't know, when you were talking about like bringing this this particular art to the Middle East and like it's striving for peace. It both like makes, it, it, it like overdoes the political element acting like it's a super political statement but also like makes it sound super apolitical at the same time i'm like i don't know how both are happening at once but somehow those attributes are both being kind of inflicted i don't i don't know if it makes sense yeah. what i'm saying it's like revolutionizing like impotence like it's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like which one is it because like artists want to argue that their work is so like meaningful to society when they're applying for grants but then when somebody says that their work is harmful um, due to like, like either the content or where their funding comes from, they're like, oh, I'm just doing art. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just a little no girl doing it. art. Yeah, like oh, I mean, or okay. does this a lot. Yeah, I, like I feel like like this whole like I always talk about the building bridges idea, which is like like one of the most common tropes that people use in funding. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would have to have even ground on both sides. Like if you're like if you were going to do a a bridge, you would need to be able to reverse X and Y and it would, you know, yield flat ground. But like, that's not going to happen in really much of politics. Like, I don't, that's just not how politics work. It's not how power works. Um, And power is also always static. But so like, just to say like, oh, well, here's an Israeli and a Palestinian dancing together. And therefore we solved it. Like that's so fucked up and arrogant. Yeah, it it wouldn't be a bridge. It would be like a slope. Yeah, it's it's right. it's yeah. it's like um it's like a like a relic of a um, a seesaw that doesn't teeter totter. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also like which Palestinian because like maybe they can't even get to the place to have the I rehearsal, know. right? Like, and also they're like, oh well, there's just no Palestinians dancing. Like every Palestinian is fucking dancing, but. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not they can get to your institution is a different story. Yeah. And also modern dance. Like, modern dance was basically formed to, like, erase indigeneity. Like, this whole Martha Graham with her frontier bullshit. Like, Israelis yeah, wait, love Can you, like, break that down? Because I don't want to, like, get into, like, a conversation that people don't know what we're oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah. I guess this is kind of niche. 
Okay, so Martha Graham is this American modern dancer. She's like considered one of the mothers of modern dance and the one that really like solidified American modern dance. And she believed that she created a universal language um, that's actually based on Freud. And that's kind of interesting because Freud was, you know, notoriously racist and also sexist. And so she went and she toured these pieces all during the Cold War and her whole choreography was dedicated to this notion of a frontier and uh, not all of her choreography, but a good chunk of it, especially a, a good period of her work is on this frontier where America is expanding onto new land, discovering new things. There's this new American woman that is taking up space because, you know, there are no indigenous people here. Let's just take it over. Obviously that's not the case, but um, it was, you know, complementary to propaganda efforts. And so when they went to Israel, they commented on how similar their ideologies were because the same ideas were being perpetuated in Palestine. They were saying it's actually an empty land. Nobody lives here. There's like a couple of Bedouins, but like they won't mind moving and they're actually going to like move voluntarily. Obviously that didn't happen. And like nobody even told them <laughs> that this was happening, but yeah, that was the logic. And so it really spoke to people. And plus like, Martha Graham loved like weaponizing the Bible to like justify colonialism and Zionism. Wait, actually, I actually don't know about this part. I don't know about her in the Bible. She she just like she was very very pro Israel, but only after going to Israel a lot. And a lot of her pieces are references to biblical stories in the yeah. Old Testament, and it's a, about you know good conquering evil and all that. And that's really common in in Israel is. Um, specifically after like the six day war, they created um, all these Depka pieces that were like re reliving the six day war. And it would always be that like Dave, God, let me get my Bible right. David beats Goliath. Yeah. So yeah. like they, they put themselves as the Davids and then like all the Arabs were the Goliaths. Um, so that was, and they also loved the Moses stuff. So they referenced that a lot of like saving them from the Egyptians. Um, cause yeah, Arabs, man, <laughs> total bar barbarians, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess also, I think also related to this is like, we forget how much modern dance, well, you probably don't, but I, I think now like that modern dance has kind of been reified as like abstraction we forget how much of it was like based in orientalism and appropriation oh, from yeah. the beginning like even martha was doing it but i think like the previous like dennis sean era, era was all about like appropriating like american indigenous and like indian and yeah. swana and probably some other it's probably some other people's dances yeah the board. like they got around but not literally just metaphorically Ruth St. Dennis in an interview like says that she like really got her career and got got that push um, by discovering Egypt and by discovering Egypt she this is like, like discovering I, I had to learn this in dance history and keep a straight face while everyone else takes it seriously but she was at a gas station um, I think it was a gas station it was somewhere and there was a sign hanging up for like there was some brand of cigarettes that had like an Egyptian queen or something. Oh yeah. Smoking a cigarette with it. And it was like, these, this, these are the cigarettes you should buy. And she was like that, that's it. I am Egypt. 
look at that. I mean, okay. Well, Although, if we are gonna like pick a stereotype about Egyptians, I don't think the cigarette thing is wrong. I was just like, at least if it was hash or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. On this topic, um, this is where I'm at. I, I, I'm. I think I'm at a point where I'm having difficulty like committing to my place in the modern dance world because this is not new information but like on some level I think there's a point where like no I don't know I I think for me it takes a while for like my politics to catch up with my taste or my taste to catch up with my politics but at some point I'm like why am I here why am I doing this do I like, like your taste? What'd you say? Do you mean your aesthetic taste? Yeah, yeah, or my desire to participate in something. Like, I mean, I think I've I participated in ballet long after I like knew there's problems with ballet, right? Um, but I, I, at some point, you're like, I don't know. At some point, that catches up, and it's, it's um, difficult to commit to participating in something but on the other hand like you're like well this is what I'm professionally trained for and I'm not just going to pop out and claim to be able to do something else tomorrow um how I don't know what the question is exactly but like I I guess how how is your um research and political leanings related to dance history affected you as you like choose to participate or not participate in things yeah i mean i I think that this has been a big issue um for me even in my like classmates and you know we'll be sitting in a room and we're talking about steps that you should take in your first year and like a lot of them i've been kind of doxxed from or like they're not open for me or whatever reason but um and that's not something that we like to acknowledge we don't like to acknowledge that like there are different barriers for different people and that 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 is another form of gatekeeping um but i do find it difficult to find my space especially like when you're asked to go to events that are like very tokenizing um and you know what what it is you know why you're being asked and usually you get a question about like diversity or something and like you know i i hate that question because i whenever i get asked that i'm always like okay well frankly i'm the least diverse person here like my family all came from the same region of the world if anything you're scottish and british and like whatever the fuck you know like you're, you're like how is one person diverse yeah you're like i'm not diverse i'm one person <laughs> you're, i'm one person a i don't and like also i i'm not that diverse really so, but what you mean to say is like, you don't fit in here and we're not going to rebuild the system. So instead we're going to like hold you up like a trophy mm-hmm. and instead of like doing anything, instead of being like smiling and, you know, nodding, I'm not good at that. So I'm just going to throw a fucking fit. Honestly, um, I said, you lack out. biodiversity. Like you're the yeah. most, you're like too homogenous. <laughs> yeah, if anything, my, my genes are a little too <laughs> involved with each other. <laughs> Well, too too much incest is that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and in dance, it's really hard, and nobody acknowledges it. Modern dance specifically, like Israel's one of their 
biggest, most powerful soft powers, which is like hard powers, like military strength and stuff like that. But soft powers refers to um, like ideological things such as modern dance and modern dance, you know, the U.S. and Israel are two of the biggest exporters of modern dance. And so they pretty much run that shit. And so it's really an unwelcoming place for anybody that disagrees um, with the state of Israel, including a lot of like Jewish leftists who have been totally doxxed um, because of aligning with yeah. Palestine. It, it can ruin a career in dance very easily. Yeah. And plus, they don't have to give reasons for why they cut you either. That's that's the great thing yeah. about it, is that yeah. they don't have the the same We've label. We've got no thing. HR. No. Yeah. I've been I've been dealing with that lately. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, someone can just literally say you you're not what we were looking for, and not say anything beyond that. Yeah, or not even say that. Not even say. Just don't get back. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably just not going to email you again, or you know. Yeah. With modern dance, do you feel like you're able to? still do a lot um i mean performance wise i don't know and i sometimes i look at who i went to college with and nadia you might like have more this might be a new york thing and might not be me but all of my colleagues like went out and wanted to join a company and they all created companies the only things I was ever offered were like solos and stuff. Like I, I had a busy career doing solos, but it was also like, I don't know. I get kind of cranky in folk festivals or like in dance festivals in general, where they like cultural dancers from dances from around the world. Cause it's like mm. a way to say you're other in like a certain space. Yeah. I kind of relate and kind of don't. Um, I mean, I guess I have, my college peer group is different because I didn't go to conservatory. Um, so like a lot of the people I graduated with are just like not in dance. So there's less, I don't know what I'm comparing myself to. Um, I think, so like yes and no, like I have done things that are not solos, but I feel like I've been vaguely pushed to be a solo artist more than I want to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like that. What do you think the reason is? Um, for that, it's like it's not entirely negative, but it's like, oh, you're you're such an individual. You're so different. You're not meant to be a company dancer. You're meant to do your own thing. And it's like people, it's it's sometimes coming from people saying they more or less believe in you, mm-hmm. but it's backhanded because I never said I wanted to. Like people are like you should start your own company. I'm like I'm I have no skills to do that. I mm. I lack the executive function and administrative <laughs> skills. I feel really lonely working by myself. Um, you're you're telling me I'm like a free thinker, but actually I'm just like a gender queer Arab person with some political opinions that I express, and I don't think that pe- like when I I advocate for like workers rights and by saying i don't think people should be abused by those in power you Mm -hmm. think that means i think i want to be in power which is not how that works at all (laughs) that's a different statement (laughs) very different um i I haven't done the same um tokenism on like the cultural dance front because i i haven't um like i i I teach dubkit on a teaching level but um that just hasn't been as much of my performance um aesthetic so i think you've experienced that part more than me 
Yeah. Well, do you feel like um, you're like the people who did go into dance from your program? Yeah. What are they like? Are they doing a lot of solo stuff? Does everybody just do solo stuff in New York because nobody can pay for workers like for other dancers? I think like, yeah, I mean, I, I just. In my year in particular, I mean, there's I think more people from the years following me who like went into dance, but um, it, it really wasn't. This is a different issue, but like it, it really wasn't encouraged for us to go into like dance performance. There's people working in arts administration um, who are like somewhat involved in performance. Um, I think there's like, especially in the years following me, there's people who are like similar to me freelancing as um, teachers and, and performers and such. But um, yeah, it's, it's also just a lot of people went into other fields because most of us were double majors. And I think, uh, yeah, it, it's just a different crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I feel like if you get a lot of times people will double major if they like really want to keep dance as part of their life, but really have no intention of pursuing it. Yeah, I mean, I have I have like, I like the program I went to in some ways, but I almost felt like it was pushing us to do that, even though that wasn't my intention. Like I was trying to seek out um, some level of professional guidance. Um, and that wasn't super uh, like offered or welcomed. Um, when, and that, it kind of confused me. I don't know. It felt like this very like old school ideology, ideological rift between like liberal arts and conservatory. Um, but uh, it also was like a total lack of career advice that felt like it was just geared to trust fund kids or something. Cause I'm like, I don't, I just want a basic level note, want to know like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like what are some things I can do? <laughs> yeah. I think we were actually like told like, you know, if your parents have money, maybe you can convince them to pay for the first two years while you audition. And like, that's so much. What? Whose parents also just like pay for you to like just literally just attend auditions? I mean, maybe there are parents out there that are like that, but that's a lot. Yeah, you know, like we just, we just went to, like, I'm not even talking about the level of privilege of like having your college supported. Like, this is after that, you, you know? Like, I, I also like have a lot of privileges in that sense, but like, really, you think that, like, huh? Yeah. That's so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's dance. <laughs> Want to yeah, talk about organized groups? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of organizing you've been doing? Oh, organizing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I have this um, Palestinian studies working group. Um, that's been pretty solid. Also, like a lot of direct actions have been happening in the Bay Area. I don't know if um, people keep sending me videos. <laughs> I think I'm in a lot of them, but um. Like it, there was just some clashes that happened in SF um, over the weekend, which is pretty substantial. Like they're they were actually quite a bit bigger than what I like had experienced in New York, and I thought that was like 
I thought that was going to be the worst of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been kind of mobilizing around that. And then Berkeley is a little bit more progressive. Um, so there's more space for that. I also was doing like work with the um, library. I don't want to say I'm doing work because I'm not like the head of anything because I'm not reliable enough to be the head of anything. Just like, that's just not. You know, okay. I, leadership is overrated. Like that's another thing about college. Yeah, like we need followers too. You need or like participants. Like not everybody. You do something, people are like wow, a leader and whatever. And I'm like, no, we need yeah, like, people. Why is that? Stuff. Why is that such an appealing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And so that's why I'm always like, oh, am I an organizer? Because like I I do a lot of stuff, but like I don't want to ever be the sole point person on anything ever. Yeah. I feel like we need a better word for like movement participant or something, you know? Yeah, I just like move. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like political movement, but like also that. Yeah. 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 My friend actually tried to apply to something re like kind of when not that recently, it was like a couple years ago, but as a mover and thought that was like dance and it was um, moving furniture. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> That's yeah i have a friend i have a friend who loves being in charge of stuff and she's multiple times she's been like i love telling people what to do and i just cannot relate like why would you enjoy that and then also a lot of people don't like being told what to do so i don't really know how it happens. see my issue is that i don't care like even with yeah. my students i sometimes i'm like like i don't want to tell you what to do because i genuinely don't care what you're doing. yeah yeah <laughs> right like maybe that's just like a youngest child thing but it's not like people can tell me what to do I might do it I might not it depends right. on my day yeah <laughs> <laughs> me too and I, I I find zero pleasure in telling anyone like what actions to take I'm like what I don't see the appeal <laughs> No. Like, why are you so worried about other people? I don't know. Yeah. Like... Anyway. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this is why we don't have companies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I would. What do we do? Would like, be, what do we do instead? I don't know. I would be so good at running a company only for scheduling because I am so good at calendars. That's called, that's, that's called company manager and it's a job. literally it. But that's it. I'm that bad. I can't even do that. I'll have yeah, nothing going on all day and then double book myself at the exact same time. And that's the only thing I had that day. Yeah. For anyone I mean, listening... I also don't even get oh. details on my stuff. I don't even know how to put in a calendar. Like, I had that thing that said, meet with that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I forgot. That was... Who was that again? It turned out to be my dad. I guess oh. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you I mean, Loki, I feel like I'm not going to say all the dancers have ADHD, but I feel like most people who get to like, it's like, what do you want to study? Oh, the thing where you don't have to like sit still for more than an hour. Like, there's there's kind of a lot of cluster traits around <laughs> in that yeah. people. And then they want us to like be freelancers and administrate everything for ourselves. And sometimes that goes badly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that There's makes us easier to exploit, probably. Yeah. <laughs> we just thought we lost the contract. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like you don't you don't remember what date it is. Let me let me fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like hyper obsessed with dates and numbers. So I think I could use that in a productive way, but like nothing else appeals to me when it comes to like managing that kind of stuff. You could book the travel. You could be like a tour manager. I would manager. love that. Okay, that I would love. I would kill that. Really? Any? Yeah. I love travel, like logistics so much. And I don't know why. That That's a skill. It's it's like an obsession. Um, what's a random thought that I, and a random opinion that I feel really passionate about right now? Oh, okay. I have something. Um, I'm going to like get us off of something that's been making me happy while I, not happy, but it's like my comfort food while everything in the world happens. Okay. I call it apple nachos. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So do you put okay, like so you honey and stuff on it? Yes. Nice. Well, you, so you, you slice the apple and then you melt some peanut butter and chocolate chips Yum. and you can really go off on your own do your thing like really yeah. get creative with it i guess if you wanted to be like a loser you could use yogurt instead but don't and then it's apple nachos it's good yeah i'm picturing yeah coconut flakes mm. what else oh, i would put reese's pieces Oh, that'd be good. Sprinkles. Mm. Oh, I like it. I love it. Yeah. Nadia, what's one of your things lately, food-wise, since we're on the topic? Do you have one? I don't have anything weird like that. Tomatoes and peanut butter? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I dipped, it was almond butter. I haven't dipped oh. into almond butter lately. Oh. I've, I've been getting into, like, comfort cereals, though, like the, the kitty cereal. Like, because I'm old now, I have to mix the kids' cereal with the adult cereal, so it's gonna be like some Cap'n Crunch with some Special K. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, about that. Good mix. Because nice. like I, I, I don't, I, I can't physically just eat the Cap'n Crunch anymore. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I ate breakfast, but it makes me like feel something inside. <laughs> so one of our past guests alma has a brother who we met and he introduced me to avocado and peanut butter sandwiches do not knock, don't knock it before before uh, before you introduce it to yourself i'm uneducated like, i have to experience i have to have a lived experience with it but you could change you could make that happen yeah yeah it i mean when you think about it, like, why wouldn't they go together? I, w I never would have. Because it's, like, too much of the same thing. Avocado and peanut butter? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, it was a, so like, good. Like, they both have a lot of, like, fat and a particular consistency, but, like, flavor-wise, yeah. they're divergent. So it's, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It really hit. It doesn't seem like they're providing each other what the other one needs. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they're in a toxic relationship. I feel like <laughs> one is probably parasitic on the other. I feel like peanut butter just really does too much. And avocado is just like there. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I felt like the avocado was a really good like delivery system for the 
peanut butter. I think the texture differences, like crunchy peanut butter and avocado. I think smooth would feel weird, like too much of the same texture. Yeah. But like, that's been a thing lately. Shout out to Alma's brother. Thank you for that. Thanks for that yeah. uh, contribution. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank right. you. Layla, where yeah. can people follow you? Yeah, thanks you for coming on. Yeah, how can people follow you? You can follow me. Um, I think it's Layla.Meyer, but it's maybe an underscore. I'll double check while we're talking. I feel like it's dot. I, I'm going to. I feel, I feel like dot is correct. Yeah, it's dot. Layla with an E. Your score was. So I kept calling it a dash from hell and people thought that was weird. So (laughs) I just stopped using it. But now I know it's called an underscore. (laughs) Dash from hell. Okay. So since we're talking about your name real quick, so it's L-E-I-L-A for everyone. um, How do people possibly mispronounce your name? Like I don't. all the time. What kinds of, like what versions do they say? They say Layla, right? Like Leah. Lila. I have met a lot of people that spell it my name, like my way, and they say it Leela. That's pretty common. I, I have too. I didn't know that was a name before, but then okay. I, I learned that it was. So okay. I guess that's, that's, I, that's yeah. a reason. But I don't oh, know why, like phonics wise, you would read it that way. Yeah, though, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hate on their parents, though, because you don't get to choose that. Yeah, it's not their fault. But right. yeah, they should have taken phonics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, do people mispronounce your last name ever? Hopefully not. Yeah, but I don't really have a close relationship to my last name, so I don't really care. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think my family mispronounces our last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for listeners, it's a made up immigration last name, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. What are names anyway? Like yeah. yes and no. I mean, d- depends, right? Yeah, yeah. Depends okay. on the context. People should like pay attention. Yeah, they totally should. In, in my first name, I'm a little bit crankier about than my last name because last names I'm always like kind of weird about anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just conceptually, but me too. Yeah. But with my last name, I'm not going to get mad if people say it wrong because who cares yeah cool (laughs) you can follow Um, us at queer arab on instagram x i guess um and facebook yeah x we don't really do anything there but like you could follow us there if you felt like it um if you want to email us we're thequeerarabs at gmail.com and we're at thequeerarabs.com yeah Thank you.